Set your faces to fun and hold on to your buns. Let's talk Star Trek, the next generation. With Charlie and Megan, shut up, Wesley, you're dumb. So come on, set your faces to fun. Welcome back to Set Phasers to Fun, everybody. Hooray! This is our two-year anniversary? This is our two-year anniversary, episode 26. That is insane! Charles! Can you believe it? How have we been talking about Star Trek The Next Generation for a solid two years? That is mind-blowing! I can't believe all the changes that we've seen, the minds that we've won over. Let's do the math on this. So, there's 52 weeks in a year... Which means we've been doing it for 104 weeks, divided by 26 episodes. We manage an episode a month. That's pretty good for people with jobs and lives. Yeah, that is, that is pretty good. We were in a pretty good weekly clip for a while, yeah. which helped us out. Um, did a nice job. It's been a little bit more scattershot since. What's happened, Charlie, is that this podcast has shot both of us to skyrocketing fame. And so we've just had a lot of personal appearances that we've had to navigate. Like, that's just what happens. Victims of our own success. What, what a mitzvah. What, what were you doing two years ago? Let's, see, let's just check in with Charlie and Megan from the past. So 2015, April, what were the contours of your life? We were expecting our first child. Alice was not even around to interrupt the recording of the podcast. She was just... She was. She was in the works. Yeah. She was in the work. She was a couple, She was three months away. She was a trimester away. Holy! You were all like, "This is my normal life. It has no children in it." I think I might have just done a comedy special. Who remembers? I don't. You had not yet written your new hit show that's going to Edinburgh. Megan Gogarty and her pal Lady <laughs> Macbeth, <laughs> which is also <laughs> called Lady Macbeth and her pal <laughs> Megan. <laughs> but I like that you've given me Look. top building, building there. I appreciate that. <laughs> you deserve top billing because Lady Macbeth's not even in the, in the movie. That's true; she's barely in, in the, the play. show. Uh, yeah, we had just um, uh, we had just met up in Vegas in January. That's right, when you opened for Louis Anderson, and we were like, "Ah, Star Trek: The Next Generation is great." And then, and that's what kind of that was the beginning of what ultimately became. We should totally have this podcast, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, and here we are with all these fans, all the super fans. What a journey it's been. <laughs> Here's to two more years. And 26 more episodes. Do we have another 26 more episodes of things to talk about? <laughs> Is it possible? Well, what's what's fun about uh, about our podcast is that it's ludicrous on its face. Because it's yep. a 25-year-old television show that smarter people than us have already said everything about. And yet we persist. Nevertheless, we persist. We are the Elizabeth Warren of syndicated <laughs> television show fandom. Uh, we are filibustering good taste. We have to think about what this means for America and where we go forward right now. It's the 26th episode, so let's talk about the 26th episodes of all the seasons of Next Generation. That is a brilliant idea because every... And it was yours. Well, I because it was claimed. my idea, and therefore it, it is automatically Category A brilliant. Um, but also because Star Trek The Next Generation is unusual for today 
in that it was a prestige television show that cranked out like 26 episodes per season, which is crazy. Especially since now prestige shows aim for about like 10. Right. I mean, we make a podcast once a month on average. They made an hour-long space TV show with visual effects every two weeks. Yeah, that's an insane amount of thing. Yeah. But before we go into this, let's uh, do some viewer mail, some some read, some listener mail. Oh, you're saying we should set our phasers to listener I mail. I do. I believe that that's what we should do. All right. I know you're usually uh, the captain of this it. ship, but like things are getting crazy. We're on a 26th episode. I'm jumping protocol. No, we got to mix it up. <laughs> People expect the unexpected when they listen to set phasers to fun. <laughs> and I am in no position to challenge that taking it all the way back to um jenna tweets in a picture of i think this is kaylas and some other klingons from the kaylas episode and she says rightful heir like rightful heir to the throne being kaylas more like rightful hair right <laughs> correct jenna um these klingons are rocking these this beautiful long crimped blonde business which i want to say is a dead ringer for me in seventh grade mm-hmm. uh, that's totally what i was sporting um mine was not as well combed can we get a photo of that to put up on the uh i website? will see what i can do i have no problem humiliating myself mm-hmm. in that way but like these are some like i i have that crimp iron that gives you that same effect i know exactly where this is coming from the klingons were foxy by my middle school standards I love it. They're also wearing these, like, um, tremendous, like, fur, like, fur jackets, but with shoulder pads. So it's, like, the best of all the worlds. Yeah. Um, and Kalos is standing in front of a pretty primitive painting of himself behind him. Yeah, it's very Ben Carson of him. I don't understand the Klingons. Like, they're so warlike, but they've got ships and... Anyway. they got ships? Yeah, like, how do you, there's no Klingon nerds, right? <laughs> we never see them. Like, they build ships. How do they build ships? Oh, right. They've got to, like, work it out. I'm sure there's some, like, you know how, like, the Boy Scouts have patches for everything? Like, you get a badge uh-huh. for entrepreneurship, or you get a badge for, like, sweeping up the bandstands. I'm sure, like, the Klingons have, like, get a badge for lasers. Like, get a badge for, you know, quantum mechanics. Real warriors do math. Like, I'm sure they got, like, a whole thing. Worf's badge is for being wrong. For bad strategy. (laughs) Here's a badge for bad decision making. Captain, this may be our only chance. No. So thank you, uh, Jenna, for that. Um, Jason tweets in, yes, I think this is when we recorded, when we released the last time. So thank you for being a loyal uh, listener. Uh, Jason also uh, sent me a message this morning that our, Jason and I shared hometown, Congressional District is the most conservative in the country. Hey, that is a thing to say about oneself. That's why we don't live there anymore. <laughs> Josh, uh, a recent reacquisition of the show, um, fan-wise, has tweeted in, Woohoo, a great way to start my weekend. Yes, I'm watching TNG because it's so good and transcends generations. I like it. Oh, that's uh, nice. Says, 
Also, great recap of season three. It really is a place to introduce people to TNG. Uh, yeah. Thanks, season three. Josh. That's the way to go. Yeah. That's lovely to hear. What I think, what reading between the lines, I think what Josh is really saying is, uh, we clearly need to keep going with our podcast for at least two more years. That's what I'm understanding. That's yeah. That's how I understand. We are a we are a light to all these people. <laughs> uh, Jason tweets in again. Um, uh, to you, uh, I think it's likely that nanites betrayed me has never been uttered by a human being until now. Did you, you said that? I guess I did, and as I told him via the Twitter, it was only a matter of time. Right. You can't have nanites without betrayal following quick on their heels. Uh, we are going to have a lot more nanite betrayal in humanity's future, if I had to guess. <laughs> it's going to be like, wah, wah, another day, another nanite betrayal. <laughs> Jason Cassidy tweets in. I don't know who Jason is. I but... know who Jason Cassidy is. I, and like oh. someday we'll have listeners that we don't personally know, but but that's okay. I'll take the ones that we do. That's fun. Uh, he says you'll be glad to know that the pod theme. Uh, I had the pod theme stuck in my head this morning. Um, that it good. It's a good theme. Uh, written by our pal Tony Thaxton. Yeah, I'm so, super super glad of it. To do a quick plug for Tony, he has a Patreon uh, page, which is the thing where you can give people money to do things like write songs and whatnot. Uh, so hit him up if you want your own personal theme song. Yeah, for real. If you do, listeners, we will play it on this very podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Your personal theme song, written by Tony Thaxton. He, the, Thaxton could be the name of somebody on Star Trek: The Next Generation. Thaxton, yep. Like absolutely. we're orbiting the Thaxton One system. Or like I have Thaxton's lupus or whatever. Yes, good. And uh, finally, to close up listener mailbag, Jenna has tweeted us a link. Somebody is hawking a $80 TNG Bluetooth com badge. <laughs> Think Geek. Our old nemesis Think Geek have come out with a Bluetooth. Now, was this posted on April 1st? That's a good question. It says you can actually order it. I don't know. They're full of raspberries. I, mm. I have my suspicions. Oh, people say they actually got one on the comments, so. Okay. Here's what. Can we just go back for. Um, those who have not been avidly listening to all 26 episodes, here's Charlie and my beef with Think Geek. Is every once in a while, like for April Fools, they will champion some kind of Star Trekery that we could all buy. And people pass it around like, oh, isn't this awesome? We can get the thing. And then it turns out to be a dupe. And you can't get the thing. And it was a joke. But the thing about it is, the thing they're selling is either just this side of plausible or kind of stupid. So it's like, it's not even a good joke. Yeah. It's not like to, you right. can get your own, you know, transporter. Or you can get your own, you know, food. What is it called? Food thingy. Replicator. It's not even like that. It's like you can get an alarm clock that looks like Star Trek. And you go, well, that seems like a thing. And then they're like, ah, right. we fooled you. Shame on you for wanting things. What do you want? You think we are not smart. Megan, that's been listener mail. Uh, let's set phasers to final episodes of seasons. The 26th episode of every season to celebrate our 26th episode and two-year anniversary. That's right. Now, by Star um, Trek The Next Generation levels, right? If we're finishing up season two, that means this podcast is about to switch into high gear, Charlie. 
Because That's as right. we noted <laughs> last episode, ep- season three is when it gets super good. So maybe our best episodes are bef- are ahead of us. What do you think about that? I think we probably have to fire ourselves and bring on a new showrunner. <laughs> but that will sow more conflict between the hosts. More inter-host conflict. That's right. That's a really stupid comment, Megan. <laughs> um, why don't we go backwards? Because we've been going frontwards on the episode guide. Let's start at the be- let's start at the end. Ooh, that's I love what it. Do you think? Episode number twenty six and twenty five of season seven, aired in nineteen ninety four. Uh, in toto, episode one seventy seven and seventy eight, called "All Good Things," the season and series finale. This is beautiful. What a beautiful uh, season and series finale, I think. One for the record books. Yeah, so good. You've got a gent. You know what it is? It's like a it. It's a gentle, like it's a nice gentle ending, right? Because it ends with them playing poker and being like, maybe we could all play poker together. I was very sad when it ended. Yeah, me too. I was at a um, Star Trek convention when uh, I found out that they weren't going to come back for another season. Uh, And I remember Uh um, the guy who was talking, who might have been Brandon Braga, but I'm not sure, um, saying that the reason why they opted not to was because of money. And I was like, greedy bastards. Like, it was, they could cost money putting it into syndication (laughs) rather than making new episodes. Right. They would have to pay the actors a lot more, I think. Yeah. It's like, um, you're ruining everything. But then I bought a Starfleet no. Academy t-shirt and I felt better. Oh, yeah. I forgot Worf dated Deanna for a minute. Yes. That was so weird. I actually then, dug it during during the time. I dug the, the Worf and Deanna. I was like, this kind of makes some sense. I kind of dig it. Yeah. But then when they got to the movies, they were like, it never happened. Right. <laughs> we're now going to shave each other in the bath. <laughs> Riker and Deanna said to each other. <laughs> I think that's pretty much uh, one of Riker's go-to pickup lines. How would you like to shave yep. one another in the bath? Uh, Riker can say anything, though. He can. He could read the phone book to a lady. And has. Just ask B.B. Newworth. That's right. Descent is the next of season six. Uh, that was the cliffhanger into season seven. This is Laura. Laura rears his ugly head back up with Hugh the Borg, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, Hugh is the, is the Borg that they rescued and then put a little virus in. Right? A little humanity right. individualism virus. And then right. Hugh went out and infected some Borg. And then, like, this is and this is a great episode because, it like, all, all of that comes back to bite him in the keister. Right? Because then it turns out that Hugh and the other in- virus-infected Borg people are, like, having huge existential crises like oh now we know what individuality is and we hate our lives and so we're gonna follow this cult leader lore and Laura's like yeah suckers let's take them down lore being data's twin brother evil twin brother and they uh yeah they all started to have stare out windows and write poetry oh listen there was many uh, listening to acoustic guitars lots of soulful expressions God, Borg poetry? I'll bet that's great. <laughs> Let's write some now, shall we? <laughs> it would be like, guilty feet have got no algorithms. Like, that's what it would be. Uh, 
And I'm never gonna compute again. <laughs> Guilty feet have got no algorithms. A lot of people said we weren't gonna have enough material for 26 episodes. <laughs> and we have proved them wrong. Oh, here's the, here's the Borg song. This is the play. We need to make a playlist of sad Borg music. Here's one of them. Ready? Mm-hmm. All by myself. Right? Because they, they're in the collective, and now they're out. Don't want to be ch- all by myself. All yep. Borg myself. You see, it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. Um, I cannot sing it, but... Uh... Love and Hugh <laughs> is is easy because you're bored to fall. And then they all do the high part together. This is beautiful. This is wonderful. This um, is, I'm so moved. Songs in the key of Borg. This is perfect. Send us your Borg uh, song covers. To set phasers to funpod at gmail.com and we'll play them on the air. And then Lore comes in and is like, never gonna give you Borg, never gonna let you Borg. See, just replace all the words with Borg, and that's perfect. Yeah. Never yeah, gonna yeah. Borg around and Borg, Borg. And they're like, he's singing our song. And then they become Lore fans. When was the last time either one of us has heard a song recorded in this century? <laughs> that. Because we're, we're throwing point. it back. That's an excellent point. Well, you know what? We're throwback podcast. Our references are throwback. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. All right, you want a 21st century? You want a 21st century? They could do like, they could listen to their motivational Katy Perry music and be like, did you ever feel like a plastic Borg? You see, it's perfect. It fits everything. Borg fits into every song. You don't even get that reference. It's from Firework. Baby, you're a firework. Come and show me what you're Borg. See, and then it goes on. That's what that's what Lore sings. I wish I could feel it with you. Um, Times Arrow, part one and two, is a season five cliffhanger um, where they find Data's head in San Francisco and Guinan's there and Jack London's there and Mark Twain is there. This is the great indulgence of the show that happens in this. Because they all, they go back and they're like, oh, we're going to pretend to be actors. And so they put on a little mini Shakespeare play for their stereotypical Irish uh, landlady. <laughs> this show, this, I, I know it, it, I know season five is great, but anytime they go back in time, I think is dumb. And I'm, I'm saying this one's a little dumb. Also, here's my new fan theory, is that their landlady in that episode is Miles O'Brien's great-great-great-great-grandmother. Uh, I love it. I vote yes on that whole thing. Yeah, and their whole, and they have, like, um, everybody thinks that, that um, Data is French. Like, that's how they get away with the fact that Data looks so weird. Right. They're like, what's up with this guy? And they're like, he's French, which is kind of funny. When I was a kid, the coolest thing in the world is that Data picked up that anvil with one hand. <laughs> and the guy's like, Jack London's like, Data, don't do it! And he goes, ow, and he just puts it down, like pretending that he's not <laughs> super shocked. That that was great. Jack London is like a 
spotty little skid mark of a guy. Yeah. And then Mark, um, then Mark Twain's all like, "You could have a future, Jack London, if you wrote some things down." And he's like, "What? I could. I'm feeling, I'm feeling the call, the call of the wild." And then it's like, "Ta-da, future." He writes the call of the wild. It's a little. I'm a little suspicious. A little suspicious about it. Bad to the Borg. Down, 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 down. <laughs> On the day I was assimilated. <laughs> the drones all gathered around. <laughs> oh my god. What's wonderful is that when the Borg start expressing their emotions, like they have no context for it. Like they have no practice. So like they just come out and be like, I am sad. And everyone's like, oh. That's amazing. I've never heard anybody say that before. That's incredible. Like, that's the equivalent of, like, like Aristophanes or Sophocles. is like Hugh being, like, feeling kind of bummed today, guys. And it was like, oh. They're like teenagers feeling, they think they're feeling emotions for the first time in human history. They are totally like teenagers. And Lore is, like, the bad seed teenager who, like, convinces you to skip school and like yeah do things that you know you should probably shouldn't do but like you don't know right. what else to do with your feelings of angst redemption was season four five four and five and that is Worf's klingon nonsense oh yeah this is this is Worf, as we all know like from way in the back like, Worf pretended that his dad was a bad guy to preserve the Klingon Empire, and now he's like, this is some bullshit, and I'm gonna go knock some heads together and clear my daddy's name! And so he has to... Right. He has to step away from the Federation, and he gets on this shiny stuff. Here's my favorite thing about this whole little bit, is, um, is that Worf is such a lousy Klingon. Like, it is revealed right. that he's actually, like, this kind of shy nerd who wants to, like, play chess and feel his feelings. And the Klingons are all like, no! Let's put thumbscrews on each other! And he's like, or talk. They're like, boo. What right. you, have you been listening to some Borg poetry, Mr. In Touch With His Feelings Suddenly? Like, it goes like that. Oh, and this is when um, Tasha comes back in the form of her daughter. What if it was, like... Borg to be wild because they're like feeling it now they're like loose they're yeah. out and Hugh slides into the frame and puts sunglasses on <laughs> this is unrelated to the Borg but a good song would also be what's the frequency Kalar <laughs> <laughs> you think Michael Dorn can sing Michael Dorn could walk on water as far as I'm concerned. So yes. Hard yes. Need some Borgie to love. I need some Borgie to love. <laughs> oh, God. Yep. Winner. I think these might be... I think here in our 26th episode, Charlie, we've hit the nader. We've hit the worst, the lowest... 
the worst possible. It just seems like such ripe fruit. We just haven't landed it. Groove is in the hive. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Groove is in the hive. <laughs> 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 this is on the Borg dance mix that they do after they get That's their right. sads out. Then they gotta they gotta dance the sad feelings away <laughs> with CNC Music Factory. Oh, I guess the Borg version of the REM song would be "What's the Shield Frequency?" Because <laughs> they always have to change all that. Mo drones, mo problems. <laughs> The Mo Money Mo the the Biggie song. Oh. <laughs> I got ninety nine um, problems, but the Borg ain't one. That's when they leave the collective. Yeah, that's right. Boy, you know what made me so mad during that last Star Trek movie? I don't know if you saw it. I can't remember. Did you see the new one with Chris Evans or Chris Pine? Oh, I haven't seen the new. The, I haven't seen the latest new one. I saw the first one. So they figure out. Spoiler alert! Don't care. Don't see this stupid movie. They figure out that the enemy Idris Elba can be defeated by fucking playing music in space. Boo! So they play the Beastie Boys, and the ships all explode. Oh please! Boo! Yeah, come on, come on, get it together, guys. So stupid. Um, also the Beastie Boys like I like the Beastie Boys but the Beastie Boys sure yeah hit me Borgie one more time (laughs) 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 what's that Paula Abdul song what's that Paula Abdul song um, Borgie Borgie? No, what's that? What's that? No, that's uh, Amy Grant. Yeah. What's that Paul Abdul song about? How can I can he can tell tell you or you are always always everyone and one without a doubt. Take a take another another look into his eyes and you will only see a reptile. Boom boom You find somebody better, babe. What's that song? Oh, he's got cold uh, eyes. Do you know what song I'm talking about? Uh, no. He's a cold-hearted Borgie. Or he's a cold-hearted lore Borg. Look into his eyes, because it's about like a warning for lore. Uh huh. <laughs> this is a stupid game. I want you to want me. I want you to want lore. That's what he would say. That's what lore would say. Sure. This is perfect. It's all you think he'd call? Would he refer to himself in the third person? Oh sure. Lore? He's okay. full of himself. He's like, bow down before Lore. Like, he totally would. And that's probably a really great way to manipulate these, like, teenage Borgers. The teenage Borgs who have the feelings. Because, like, music is a great way. That's probably the best way to do it. Smells like teen Borgs. <laughs> Here we are now. Computate us! <laughs> Oh, 
let the Borg out? <laughs> Borg, 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 who let the Borg out? <laughs> Pass the Borgie on the left hand side. <laughs> Guys, I know what you're wondering. Man, I wish I could get in on this. Tweet us your song suggestions. <laughs> I might cry. This is making me laugh so hard. And, and I'm very well aware that I might be the only one. Pictures of Hugh, obviously. <laughs> There's no business like Borg business. Now we're getting to Broadway, and I am out of my depth. Yeah. <laughs> There's no feelings in Broadway. That doesn't work at all. I have betrayed the premise of the joke. <laughs> I'm sure Jenna will Ryman ring in with some Hamilton song. <laughs> I'm not throwing away my cube. Cube. <laughs> That's the only thing I know about the show. So That's good. That was good. Thank you. All you need to know is that Aaron Burr is the same. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. We've talked about Best of Both Worlds at nauseum. Ad nauseum, not at nauseum. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's super good. Shades of Grey sucks. Yes, and... that's the clip show. The um, the wonderful arrogance of a show, season two, doing a clip show is beautiful and sad and tragic and is amazing. Uh, the Neutral Zone which I think we'd both forgotten about, but it's the one where they find the frozen people in space and the guy's looking for stocks and the Romulans show back up. Oh, yeah. I love the one... We are like... the Borg! <laughs> we, we are the... Ch- we are the drones! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's right there. Right there. You go all the, all the protest songs. Do they know it's Christmas time at Borg? Twenty six episodes. Yeah, is a lot of episodes in a season, and it's a lot of episodes in this our fine and glorious podcast. I know this is all very confusing to you. Since it's our two year anniversary, I think we should uh, end this with a nice uh, celebratory round of FMK, Fornicate, Mary Kill. All right, Megan. FMK. Hugh the Borg. <laughs> Lore. Uh, Anyone else? <laughs> Mark Twain. Oh, Mark Twain. Oh, good. Yeah. Let's see. Well, I would have to. Um, mm, I know I'm supposed to say kill Lore, but honestly, Lore's kind of hot. So I'm killing Twain. Sorry, literature fans. Um. <laughs> fornicate lore. I, do I want to be married to Hugh, though, and have to listen to all of that? He, he's really the kind of person you would marry and then you'd have to mother. Do I really want to mother Hugh? Oh, Jesus. Because you have to teach him everything. On the other hand, he probably wouldn't betray me and sell me for parts like Lore would. And if I married Twain, I'd have to listen to him go on and on and on about steamboats. Please. Alright. Of all the options, these are not great options, but I'm going to marry Hugh. Uh-huh. Schlep, um, Stup lore, and uh-huh. uh, and killed Mark Twain. All right, Charlie. Uh, 
That is correct. Was, was that what your your picks were? That, yep, sure. <laughs> okay, that FMK. FMK. Um, all the emo borgs as one. So right there, okay. one collective practice. All right, um, right. Jack Lemon pre-writing novels. Jack Lemon? Yeah. Oh, wait, what's his name? Oh, Jack London. Jack London from the apartment? <laughs> no. He's not on the show. Jack London. Jack London is who I met. Earlier I called him Jack Frost. I just can't keep Jack London's name in my head. Uh, Bellhop Jack London. Probably because probably I don't, you know, quote, read, quote, books. That's probably what it is. All right, so, all right. Emo Collective as one being um, Emo Board Collective. Jack London pre-Call of the Wild. And uh, let's round out our merry cast of characters here with um, Data's, but just his head. <laughs> just, just Data's head. Um, Alright, I kill... Well, let's see. Maybe I should go in order. I guess I F the Borg, I guess. Yeah, that would be a, a night you would not forget. Never forget that one. I marry Data's severed, deactivated head. Because <laughs> what's he going to say about what I do? And plus, what a conversation piece for the rest of your life. Yeah. And I kill Jack London. Yeah, that's right. Excellent. Think of the seduction music you would play on that evening, that intimate evening with the Borg. Um, all right. Megan, FMK. Okay. San Francisco Guinan. Mm. Ten Forward Guinan. Oh. Yesterday's Enterprise Guinan. Oh, this, ooh. That's a, that's a good one, Charlie. Uh, okay, well, I would marry Ten Forward Guinan. Hands down. Okay. All right. She's boss. She's a great conversationalist. She knows stuff. She's got great hats. She can fix a drink like nobody's biz. Definitely marriage material, number one. Um, I would um, fornicate uh, yesterday's Enterprise Guinan. Because she's all world-weary with war, looking to kind of like remember life before everyone had to carry phasers awkwardly strapped to their hips like also right. but having premonitions which might spice things up in the bedroom a little bit yeah definitely definitely F yesterday's Enterprise Guinan and then that then I would have to kill San Francisco Guinan um cause I don't want to hear her talk about Mark Twain and like did you know I'm friends with Mark Twain like I could give a crap I'm over it <laughs> don't drop the drop those names elsewhere San Francisco guy, and that's what I say. Um, yes, correct. <laughs> What's that Barry White song? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, that's, all, that's all we know. <laughs> first, you're the first, you're the last. You're my assimilator. FMK Civilization Edition Klingon Empire Romulan Empire The Borg Collective Oh boy 
Federation's too easy. Wow. Too easy. So we got to pick one of these wow. three. Wow. Evil Empire Edition. I feel like I would marry the Borg. Just to see what that's like. Yeah. Really? Because then you have all the group knowledge. That might be interesting. And then I kill the... I guess I kill the Romulans? I'll bet they're cold and distant lovers. <laughs> <laughs> and then I marry the... Uh, or I kill... Uh, or I F the, uh, the Klingons. Yeah, that would be a wild night. You'd have to do some calisthenics. Sure. There's a lot of palm slicing, right? Maybe something like yeah, that. Yeah, there is a lot of that. Well, uh, here we are at the end of our episode. We did, we did it, Charlie. It. We have done it. They said it couldn't be done. And then we did it, and they still said they couldn't be done because they don't really count this as a real thing. But they're wrong, and we are right. Uh, I couldn't agree more. Uh, don't stop till you assimilate enough. I don't know. <laughs> Keep on with the Borg. Don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's funnier when you sing it. It is. Uh, I want a Borg with you. Oh, <laughs> Borg. <laughs> I bet they were really into Michael Jackson. Um, Michael Jackson got that early synth stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I bet they would just be all over it. Um, guys, this has been our two-year anniversary edition of Set Phasers to Fun. Um, thank you so much for all your support. We appreciate you. Um, I would say it wouldn't be possible without you, but that is not the case. <laughs> we could do this very easily with no fan input, and often do. But still, thank you. Oh, God. Please, if you have songs that would be funny if the word Borg or Assimilate or... Resistance is futile. Was in. Send it over. Yeah, we need some. We clearly need some better ideas. I'm talking set phasers to funpod at gmail.com. Tweet us at set phasers pod. Oh, Megan, very quickly, anything you want to plug? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna be at the Fort Lauderdale Fringe Festival April uh, 20 through the 23rd. But I don't know when this when this is gonna hit the airwaves. So if you might. Uh, this might be too late. In which case, you can catch me in Cincinnati at the Cincinnati French Festival in June. Uh, bye, everybody. All right, bon voyage, friends. Everything I do, I do it for you.